good whatever time of the day it is you happen to be listening this is the pna podcast express coming to you from the 469 69 we are here in port sanilac adam and phil here with you and uh the day after a heartbreaking loss full disclosure it is a monday that we are recording and uh a heartbreaking loss for the lions yesterday <sighs> yeah and definitely heartbreaking yeah we had a squabble on our group text. It was ugly. It was ugly. Right? The squabble was almost as bad as the game. Somebody pulled out the N-word. It got a little heated. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I asked somebody if they wanted Matt Patricia back. It was, <laughs> it was horrible. It was it was a lot of infighting, and it was, it was tense. It was tense for a while there. Well, you went from the euphoria of being up by 17 at halftime to, well, exactly what the, happened. The agony of defeat, yes. Yes, yes. They, the, the Lions definitely snatched defeat from the hands of victory in that game. Yeah, so it will be a somber, almost uh, almost kind of a, uh, we'll, we'll say a, I'm thinking, I'm trying, a eulogy type of uh, a eulogy episode. A eulogy for the today. Lions? Yes, for we the season anyways. Eulogize the Lions? I, I'm pretty hopeful that we're going to fix a few minor things that we have, because we are just... You know, it's tough in the NFL's fickle because I know everybody's like, well, you know, there's always next year. And I appreciate that mentality, and it's good. Hope springs eternal. But uh, it is they, very difficult to make it to the conference championship game. Didn't they say that in 91? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Didn't I say see you again in 33 years is what I said? 32 yeah, I don't, years? I don't think it'll be that long. I'll be dead by then. For one, you know, we don't have a, you know, we don't have a Hall of Fame running back who is liking the idea of retirement. Right. Um, we don't have, you know, we don't have a superstar where we go, okay, well, if we didn't have that guy, we wouldn't be here. We don't have Wayne Fonts. And we don't have Wayne Fonts. <laughs> we don't. And we don't have the Silver Dome. No. It's terrible turf. So the oh, that turf is so bad. The reason why Barry Sanders claims he retired was the turf fit. Where'd you go? I don't know. You're, there you go. How's that? Check one, two. Yeah, now you're better. As a good portion is the turf at, uh, at, uh, at the, the Silver Dome. Was the reason, one of the reasons he cited why he retired. So, Well, it, it was god-awful. <laughs> it was carpet over cement. That's all it literally was, was and carpet it, over cement. It wasn't. It was not like a plush, nice carpet, like a soft No, no. Oh, that's it's nice to I walk like on. Eight or nine years were, old. Were you like, did you like sink what down the in the chair a little bit with Dan Aykroyd? Oh, there we go. Uh, something. I, I went to bring up our, our normal YouTube stuff, and oh. it, it went to something else. That's fine. But anyway, yeah, it was uh, it was the kind of carpet that if the dog was scooching across it with his butt, you wouldn't stop him. You'd just be like, yeah, that's what this carpet's designed for. It was a Berber. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. It was the worst thing ever. It was just like green. It's the green carpet that your grandparents had on their patio outside. Yes. Like to make it at, look yes. at best, at best. That's that's yeah. That's uh, being generous, being super generous. Well, and so years and years ago, I was down on the we we did a uh, a wrestling fundraiser where they had they actually had the U.S. Championships at Silverdome, which was vastly oversized for what they needed. But we donated a mat and we took it down there. And we ran a table for the day. And uh, being down on that floor, on the Silver Dome floor, 
it was the the it wasn't hardly even like a carpet it was like a matted mess and then it was actually sewn together with what looked like yarn in some spot it probably was just yarn Hey, let's sew it together with yarn, or f- maybe they use fishing line to do it. Fishing line? Uh, that would have probably been an improvement. You could actually see it. It was like that same kind of green color. Oh, really? And this is an NFL operation. I know that the NFL recently, I mean, back in the 80s, they made money, but not like billions with a B like they do now. No. But uh, still, <laughs> what kind of Mickey Mouse outfit are they running there? It was the Lions, though. The Fords are notoriously cheap. Yeah, and it, it, it was just bad. So I don't blame, and it, it was just so rock hard. We were putting the mats together and moving around and stuff. You know, you get down on your knees on that stuff, and it, it was like just being on cement. It oh. was not It was not padding whatsoever. And players played on that shit. Ugh. And when, when we have went to Ford Field. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. When we went to Ford Field. That field is so nice. To be it's down nice. In. It's squishy. When you walk on it, it gives some. It's got a nice spring to your step. And uh, yeah. Oh, the fucking lions. Carry the show for a minute while I uh, yeah. unclog myself here. I don't know if I want to talk about the lions anymore. I think, uh, I think everything's been said that could possibly be said about the lions. I mean, football season's over. They choked. There's no other way to put it. Uh, it's not about a single coaching decision or a single error. It's the whole combination of all of the errors combined. And a little bit of luck, as you stated, a little bit of luck by San Francisco on their end. And uh, that's how you blow a 17-point lead for the first time. Biggest lead ever blown in a conference championship game in the NFL. Yeah. I believe it tied it. Did it? Yeah. But you figure you're up when you're up by 17 at halftime, you're like, this game, you just gotta, you just got to not fuck shit up well how many and times what the though, lions did this year did we see the lions jump out to a 14 point lead go up 14 nothing and then there's that one score and then there's you know it, it just that we've happened, seen that a lot this year that probably happened five or six games this year yeah and and then they have to pull it out it's like they like would, why can't they run the same offense on their first two offensive drives that they for the rest of the game well i really think that it becomes the defense yeah you know, I, I, I do got to say, I, I'm not, I was not impressed with what our defense came out with in the second half. We, we stopped pressuring. Right. We, uh, I don't want to say we went to a prevent defense because we didn't prevent anything. But, uh, but we, we, we were different. We were not attacking the way we were. And it's that pressure that we put Purdy under in that first half that crushed him. Yeah, it made, it, and it made his life very difficult. Actually, you could see that where, you know. He was struggling. Totally different night and day between the first half and the second half for Purdy, the way he looked. Uh, everything he did, just even his swagger. I mean, I don't know what they fed him at halftime, but whatever it was, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm guessing it was Ovaltine. <laughs> Drink your Ovaltine. Yes. All right. Anything else you want to add about the Lions? I've done said it all. I think I've said everything that I, I would like to say. Great season, though. Thank you, Lions, for giving us joy, because they did. They sure did. Um, brought well, us a there, lot of joy. There I'm are 28 not, teams, 28 fan bases that would have loved right. to have played yesterday. So I'm not upset that they lost yesterday. I'm upset in the fashion that they lost. 
Um, I wasn't trying to be greedy with expecting a victory because I went into the whole thing just wanting one playoff victory, and we definitely achieved that. And uh, so the season was just, uh, just a outrageous success in my mind. Oh, yeah, and I, I believe, you know, I know that people have said, well, this might have been the one chance, and there's a lot of truth to that. But then you look at the stats of the 49ers. They've been there a lot. This was their 19th NFC Championship game. Isn't that crazy? Same with the Chiefs. They've yeah. uh, Kansas City's been to, I think, 11 or 12 of them or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, this year's Super Bowl just bores me. Well, I mean, it's the same two teams that have been uh, there for... Of the ten teams of the last five years, they've played eight of. They are eight of the or eight of the twenty that have played in the last ten years. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's time that they hash it out. And, right. But I'm pretty convinced that if uh, if the rumors are true, if if the rumors are true, and Kelsey does retire this year, they take a huge hit with that because he. Oh yeah. You know, he broke Jerry Rice's all time. Uh, playoff, playoff reception, reception. Record. and that would not be easy because he was in a lot of playoff games and he caught a lot of passes. Well, it was wild because I was listening to the game on the radio and they said he caught his fifth pass in the first half, and they said I think they said it's like his fifth or sixth straight playoff game with at least five or more catches. Yeah, that's insane to think about. Yeah, and for a, I mean a tight end, right? He ended up with like nine or ten catches too for the day. Yeah. Well, how many yards did he have? Like 140 yards or something, something like that, and just. Let me tell you, they absolutely throttled Baltimore in every oh. fast, in every facet of the game. Baltimore looked horrible. Yeah, Jackson was just—he looked like he was a mess. Their defense was creating was—I mean, they had a lot of penalties called against them, but dear lord, they were committing a lot of a so, lot of penalties. So the thing about Lamar Jackson is, I don't question his athletic prowess at all. He's got the skills. He's a great quarterback athletically. The, men, the mental doesn't seem to be there sometimes for me. No, and he's still pretty young. Right. You know, so, I mean, that could get better. But as that gets better, the athleticism is probably going to go down. Right. Just so, when he starts to click mentally, the physical tools start to wane. Well, he, he may have peaked. He may have peaked. He might have. He might have. Really, I mean, on paper, on paper, there's no reason how Kansas City should have won that game. No. Really, though, they that's how they've been in this, uh, making four of the last five Super Bowl runs, though. There's, there's been games that they're like, how did they win that? It's just yeah, the well, intangibles seem to go their way. I mean, Mahomes is a winner. Patrick Mahomes is a winner. He knows how to win. Right. He, you know, th- there's things that I saw him do yesterday that I don't know that anybody else can do. Yep. You know, just little things like just getting out of the way of a, of a defender and being able to get a decent throw on the ball. You know, we saw that with Goff a few times. He wasn't able to get away, and he threw the ball off balance. He threw it, you know, he sailed them a lot. You know, and and, uh, and not that's that, just it. Well, not you that have, they were bad throws, but they were just not as accurate as we're used to. And that's why you have to get that experience. And that only comes with time. Yeah. And so let's hope the Lions can make the playoffs again next year and maybe win a game or two next year, maybe even, God forbid, make it back to the conference championship. They'll You learn. You learn as you go. Those players learn. Jared Goff learns, you know. And I know he's our, this is his second conference NF, or, yeah, NFC title game he's been to, but um, we'll see, you know. Well, so let me ask you this. Off the topic of the Lions, do you expect Green Bay 
to be as good as they were oh, right no. at the end of the year here so next year. So they were what the Minnesota Vikings were last season. Just kind of an intangible fluke of a season where everything came together, I feel like. Because remember how Minnesota last season yeah. were world beaters, and then they just looked like absolute ass this season. Well, and I'm not in love with love. No, I'm out of love with love. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. I don't either. I don't either. And I know there's going to be a lot of people that are like, how could you say that? Well, I can say it because I've watched him play. Right. My eyes tell me. You know, he, like, he eh. got he got pretty lucky. And, and Dallas. Let's face it. Dallas sucks. Dallas is, I mean, Prescott is not good. He's ass on a stick when it comes to high pressure situations. Yeah. They, oh, they won 10 games at home or whatever. Who gives a shit? Uh, let's know. face it, though. I mean, they're, and this isn't sour grapes about the game the Lions played, but they seem to get a lot of favorable calls at home, no matter who they're playing. Well, because Jerry Jones' checkbook is close. Well, Jerry Jones runs the NFL. I know that Goodell, Goodell is the commissioner, but Jerry Jones is the leader of all of the owners currently, and you can't yeah. deny that. Nope. No, nope. and they had a big night there with the whole Jimmy Johnson. Right. Hall of Fame, Ring of Honor deal, and... uh yeah, I, I, you know, I remember telling, we were talking about it at the poker hut, talking about, you know, we're watching that game and it's like, this, this is not going to be an easy one for the Lions to win, regardless of how well they play. And, you know, they pretty much had to have everything go perfectly and do everything perfectly. And they just did not. Um, the play I always want to go back to is that drop by Reynolds on that fourth down call early in that third quarter. I mean, that ball was right there. He was wide open. He had no defender on him. He just literally dropped the football yeah yeah well there was two of those that were horrible drops two of them and i know he was jumping toward the football but there was no no one in his line of sight there was yeah when you're when you're paid that kind of money to catch a football you catch the football and it hits you in the hands which are at your chest you should catch the damn football and, and i know that not everybody can be saint brown but i mean we didn't hardly target saint brown i have a right. feeling that they were hammering him so hard thank you junior yeah they uh they were definitely trying to shut him out and uh they keyed on him he, he was he had double coverage or at least a man over top of him you know, it might have been man-on-man coverage, but there was a safety over top of him a lot, I noticed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and rightly so. I mean, he's phenomenal. But we need a threat on the other side that, that can draw some of that coverage so that he does get open more. That's definitely one of the targets um, for the offseason, I feel like. Um, another another strong receiving threat. It doesn't have to be a superstar stud. We already have that. Um, they could probably go in a draft and get somebody in, the, I would say, anywhere between rounds three through five that's right up there, you know? Well, and, and J-Mo's getting there. He is. Oh, he's impressive. I mean, he, he makes some plays that when he starts getting his, uh, when he, when he starts getting his stuff together. Oh, yeah. It's, you, it's, sir. don't touch me. It's, don't touch me. <laughs> God, I hate you. That's on camera. <laughs> And one strikes again. <laughs> the and one salute. Going to be and none. <laughs> the and none. So, you know, I, we'll get there. We'll get there. You know, this offseason, uh, we'll definitely see what uh, what's shaking bacon. I think uh, the, the biggest, excuse me, target in the draft, in the first round where they're going to be, 
You should be able to get a really good, really good uh, rush, pass rusher. And I think uh, I think that's what they they need a bookend for for Hutchinson. Yeah, yeah, we do. And I mean, I'm for me really though. I think we need we need that secondary to be shored up. Oh yeah, Cam Sutton it, can suck a dick because it's bad. Sutton is horrible, and he might not be the worst. He's just he always gets if he's our best defensive back that he's always on the best receiver. We are that that needs to be addressed big time, and I'm sure that, it will. I read that they probably won't bring back CJGJ, which is okay. I don't think yeah. Dan Campbell liked his trash talk much throughout the season. No, I don't either. He's a he's a good player, but I mean, one he was injured for all but what five or six games this year, yeah. including the playoffs, and uh, he rubbed Dan Campbell the wrong way. I feel like in a couple of these playoff games with his trash talk. Well, I, I kind of have the feeling that it's a team 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 type of atmosphere there and when you try and make it about you yeah it's not gonna go over well no no that old school stuff doesn't fly here man no and i don't know that that's old school to me that's more new school uh it's more Deion sanders i feel like 90s yeah I, I still feel like that to me old school is like 70s 80s that's true you know you, you would you would never see mean joan green out there being like you know <laughs> thanks mister yeah, he, he might hands, open. He might hand, open a coke his, for a kid. Throws his jersey to the kid after the kid gives him a coke. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to figure though. Old school for a lot of people now, though. You you got to remember, we're not old, but we are old. Like old school for most people in their twenties and thirties is things that happened in the nineties, though. Yeah, but you know, to to what you said, I don't think Dion would would be a welcome addition to the Lions. Oh no. No, at any capacity, even now. I don't think he's welcome. I don't know. I think Colorado kind of regrets that, too. I think they do, too. They got that initial bump, you know. Uh, they got that initial bump and everything, and they won, what, their first, like, three games, and they had an upset, and then they just went to shit. Didn't they only end up winning four games or five games on the season? Yeah, it was, it was terrible. It was five games. They were not bowl eligible. You, you did not hear anything about them after that. Because, you know, I just don't think Dion's that good. Well, obviously he's not. I mean, he needs to stay in his lane instead of trying to coach. And maybe he'll get out of it once his son is done playing in college football. But uh, he'd be a better, like, personality, I feel like, like studio personality. Oh, I think he'd be a great analyst. Because there's no doubt he knows the game. He knows the game. Speaking of which, what do you think about uh, Tom Brady coming in and uh, replacing the guy that was on last night, Greg Olson? I like Greg Olson. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I don't mind him. And I, I don't know why. So Greg Olson, he interjects it at the right moments. He doesn't try to steal the spotlight like some announcers do. You know, want, They want to make it about them. Um, he's knowledgeable about the game. Uh, I think he's good. I think he's one of my favorites, actually, as far as if I have to listen to anybody calling a football game. Yeah, I... You know, there's a reason he's been their number one announcer, and I think it's kind of foolish to do the Joe Montana experiment over again. Right. Because for those that remember, Joe Montana was not a good analyst. No. He came in and he was terrible. Now, do I think Tom Brady, you know, and and I love Joe Montana, one of my favorite all-time quarterbacks. Absolutely love Joe. But, but, to be fair, I believe that bringing Tom Brady in and just not letting him you know has he called anything yet no no right so why 
don't why? know. Why? Yeah. I, I mean, why would you replace a guy? You know, and I read one of the truest things today about Olsen. They're like, nobody really ever says they hate him. They're either neutral or good. Right. And that's and so that's what rare you want. for an analyst. That's exactly what you want with an analyst. That's 100% what you want with an analyst. And he's good. I had no problem with the call. I thought that it was very neutral last night. I thought it was very good across the board. I, I didn't want to, like, gouge my ears out with anything listening to it. Right. But it, I guess he's not good enough. Not good <laughs> enough. He doesn't have the name Tom Brady. Uh, no, he did not. What a bunch of shit. Oh, so, man. yeah. it uh, that, that, to me, that baffles me. No, it's highly baffling. I would think at least give Tom a year or two to get his feet wet. It's not like there's plenty of games to call. And it's not like there's plenty of people to demote that are not good. Right. But yet we demoted Tom or uh, Greg Olson. <laughs> We're like, you know what, Greg? Uh, hit the showers, right? Slap him in the butt. You know, we don't get any complaints about you. You do a great job. But we're going to go a different direction. They could blow up on us. That's funny. So, and yeah, the... Uh, I'm looking for the Colorado... Uh, record here and why can't i find it why can't you find the colorado buffaloes oh yeah they they were four and eight overall wow one and eight in conference oh my that's dreadful so i mean that's that's the key is they were before they got into their conference play they were right uh they were three and one those are michigan state numbers right there yeah just horrible john l michigan state numbers (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. Oh, but this isn't a sports podcast. I digress. Yeah, no, we've talked about a sports this whole time. So it might be a sports podcast, but it's not. <sighs> there is something I want to talk about. Go for it. This has been living rent-free in my brain for a long, long time. This is an event that happened fifty-three over 53 years ago. And I have visions of this. I have dreams about it, as a matter of fact. Really? Yeah, I I really do. It's the time back on December 21st, 1970, when Elvis Presley met President Nixon. Have you, do you know, have any any knowledge of this? I do not. Okay. So, so, um, one of the most requested items in the U.S. National Archives is the picture of Elvis Presley... And the president, President Nixon, in the Oval Office in December of 1970. Um, There's been a couple films made about it. um, And this is how it all started. On a flight to Washington, D.C., Elvis, who rarely wrote anything, uh, requested uh, notepaper and and proceeded to pen a letter to the president offering any service I can to help the country out and requesting to be made a federal agent at large. (laughs) Holy shit. So... This was on, uh, so he was on a United, I think it was a United Air, American Airlines uh, stationary. It was six pages long, and he numbered the pages at the top, wrote it in cursive, actually wrote a letter to the president that, as you said, he would, uh, any service I can to help the country out. Elvis delivered the letter to the White House in person, in person, (laughs) 
where it made it to the uh, into the hands of a Nixon aide and a big Elvis fans, Eagle Bud Krogh. A meeting was set up for 1230 that day. For 1230 that day. This is the best part, though. Elvis appeared at noon wearing a flare jump shoot, a jumpsuit, a purple flare jumpsuit, a large gold belt buckle and sunglasses, and had a cane. He carried a gift for the president. Get this. A gift for the president. A Colt 45 pistol from his private collection. Jeez. Oh, Pete. <laughs> Only Elvis could get away with that. <laughs> right. So Elvis shows up. Writes a letter on American Airlines stationery to the president, offering his services. Wow. And he shows up at the White House in a pimp suit. and With a Colt 45. With a Colt 45 pistol. And he offers it up to the president. Uh, he was on a red-eye flight from Los Angeles, by the way. Um he jumped out to hand the notes to security guards who didn't immediately recognize him and actually actually like went for their side pieces. <laughs> Even though he had his high-collar top coat and cane, they didn't recognize that it was Elvis. How? <laughs> right? He hops out. Uh, so Elvis was eager, and this is the part that befuddles me. Elvis was eager to get involved with the White House's anti-drug campaigns. This is his, his quote. I have done an in-depth study of drug abuse and communist brainwashing techniques, and I am right in the middle of the whole thing where I can and will do the most good. He wrote in his letter. Wow. <laughs> wow. This is Elvis in 1970. Uh, what Elvis? I wonder what those studies included. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of research, or quote-unquote research, right? My guess is a lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. Elvis did a lot of drugs. So anyway, um, <laughs> what Elvis really wanted was a special badge from the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs, which is what they called it at the time, to add to his personal collection of police badges. Jerry Schilling, a close friend of Elvis's, who joined the visit to Washington, later described the king's penchant for flashy signals of authority in a conversation with the Nixon Presidential Library. It was kind of a James Bond thing to him. Well, but a lot of respect for it. <laughs> so in the West, this is the account of when he met Nixon. Uh, this is actually the aide saying this. Um, in the West, we laughed all morning after Elvis just showed up to set up this meeting. And uh, there's a very humorous situation among the staff. Everyone thought that it was a joke. Uh, within a few hours, that uh, Eagle Bud Krogh, uh, also deputy assistant to the president, was questioning the rock star's intentions before he got to the Oval Office. There was an interrogation, Schilling described. That's a tough word, but, you know, why, don't you, why do you want to meet the president? What do you want to talk about? It was a real nice and serious conversation with Elvis. Ugh. The staff who witnessed the Elvis Nixon scenes later wrote the meeting. I've, I've got my notes here, so I don't get it wrong, although I've studied this. Um, sketched out the conversation. After legendary photo op, the, this is the most requested photo op in the U.S. archives, is Elvis in the Oval Office in his pimp suit with Nixon shaking hands. Uh, Elvis told the president that he was on his side and wanted to help reach young people to discourage drug use. He also added a dig at the Beatles, which he claimed had promoted anti-American spirit. Much to Nixon's surprise. <laughs> well, there's nothing American about a yellow submarine. <laughs> the Beatles are communist and anti-American using drugs, man. Oh, no. oh, baby. oh, mama. 
At the conclusion of the meeting, Presley again told the president how much he supported him. <laughs> then in a surprising, spontaneous gesture, put his left arm around the president and hugged him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he gave the president a hug. Outside the Oval Office, the White House was buzzing. When staffers tried to bring Elvis on a tour, they had to stop because there was just too much commotion. Um, the girls that worked at the White House were peeking out of their offices, and Elvis ki- kissed one of the secretaries. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fuck Elvis at the White House. December 21st, 1970. Nixon really didn't take Elvis up on the anti-drug work, but the two stayed in touch for years. After taking the iconic photograph, he later wrote Elvis to thank him for the gift, the World War II Colt forty-five pistol. Other postscript notes to this. He had given the number of uh, the hotel he was staying at, but he was staying under the name John Burroughs. That was uh, Elvis's incognito name, John Burroughs. <laughs> so Damn. other things uh, later, uh, he thought that the badge he received from Nixon gave him, as, as he was looking for uh, the power, jurisdiction power, and he actually thought he was a narcotics agent after that, after President Nixon prov- provided this badge, which when you see a picture of it is exactly something you'd give to a child as like, well, you know, if I had a number, if I, if I could have tracked the number of arrests that I made with my, uh, do you remember DNC in Sandusky? Yeah. 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 They had a little sheriff's kit there. And, uh, if I had a number, if I could track the arrests that I made using that kit. Right. It was totally legitimate. <laughs> Those it, are some it was good, awesome. Those are some awesome stats right there. Um, so uh, Nixon had a reputation as someone unaware of pop culture icons at the time. So that's what made this more alarming. That all of a sudden Nixon doesn't care about pop culture, doesn't care about anything like that. Next thing you know, there's a photo come out of him and Elvis in the Oval Office. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of fascinating to see that. Um, like I said, the two men continued to talk after that day, and um, they were two people kind of at the top of their careers, is how it was described. They identified it being lonely at the top, but they hit it off against all odds. So Nixon and Elvis were actually friends until Elvis died in 1977. Oh, come on. You put a bug uh-huh. in that building? Oh, baby. Oh, oh. man. Oh. oh, man. You know, this is one of my favorite Elvis bits I'm about to play right, right here. Quack, quack, quack. Not that, not that one. When Elvis was young, he was a bad motherfucker, boy. Elvis was bad. He was vicious and shit. Sing his ass off. He sang so good, they let him do movies. He couldn't act. They said, fuck it, let him sing all his dialogue. They did. Everything Elvis said, he said, Elvis, we got to win this race. We got to win this race. We got to win this race. Elvis, want some lemonade? Lemonade. That poor refreshing drink. Let him sing till it was over, too. Elvis was 42 years old. Remember right before he croaked? He would come out. His stomach was all fat and shit. And his butt be sticking out and shit. Looking like he had a shitty walk on the stage like this. <laughs> I can picture the walk. I can definitely picture the walk, that's for sure. Boy, to be Eddie Murphy at his prime. Right? I've lived a landless fool. I've traveled each and every mile you more. What's more than is. Feel me. Excuse me. <laughs> so that, that'll be the cover art. <laughs> 
Yes. That's the key to it. You don't even have to be able that to picture will be the cover art for this episode. Nixon, Nixon and Elvis in the Oval Office. Him wearing a purple velvet high collared suit. And uh, he just, he wanted this badge against, what did they call it at the time? It was the Bureau of Narcotics. And yeah, Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs. Yeah. yeah. And he thought it was real. And his thing, he thought it was real. He thought he'd been given. Oh, uh, there's a call coming in. There's a dentist office that keeps calling our, our number. Okay, let's uh, hold, let's do it. Hello? Uh, hello? Am I not connected here? Is it me you're looking for? Oh, apparently I'm not connected. Oh, I might be connected. Hold on. Hold on the line. Hold on. Don't Hold on. Don't go anywhere. Let me turn mine off. There you go. I'm, I'm off it now. You get on to get on it. You getting on? Are, are you still there? Hello? Hi. Yes. Hi. I am calling to confirm an appointment for Brendan. Brenda, Brenda. Wow. Sorry, Brenda. <laughs> Brenda, where where are you calling from? This is Prestige Dental. Where is Prestige Dental located at? We are on West Horizon Road and um, Stephanie. Oh, in what city? <laughs> Henderson. Henderson. What state? <laughs> oh boy! So I, I've we got call him back. Yes, should I we should. Up and we call it back. No, oh, I have it right oh. here. <laughs> so can you you got this? Just they, say I'm sorry. I think we got cut off. I'll look up where they're at. <laughs> she sounded like a sweet lady too. I wasn't trying to be a dick. Oh, which one was that? I think that's on the 360 number. <laughs> which one is it? Prestige Dental in Henderson. She said Henderson, right? Yeah. Oh, they're calling back. Oh, okay, cool. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Just hang up. So they're in they're in Nevada. Henderson, Nevada. Nevada, eh? Yeah. They are dental implants, periodontist in Clark County, Nevada. Hmm. They should have a 702 number. Well, they're not very nice. Should we call back and confirm Brendan's appointment? Be like, we were just putting you on. We're actually his, uh, can you just say you're his, off, his, uh. Pimp? Yeah, Pimp personal assistant right and be like you had you were a little confused to uh, buy a few things because you were looking at the wrong uh just looking at the wrong plan book my wrong date book there they are should i totally screw up the name and be like yeah we're calling back for steve Great day here, Prestige Dental. This is Jasmine. How can I help you? Uh, is this Prestige Dental? Yes, it is. 
Yes. I, I think somebody just called here for Steve. What's the last name? Oh, uh, Wilson. That's W I L S O N. Give me one second. Let me ask him real quick, okay? Okay, thank you. <laughs> the terrible hold music. Your basic Cisco phone system hold music. Doom, doo, doo, doom, doom. We're on hold. We're calling the dental office in Nevada. They called us. I don't know. They wanted to confirm our appointment. Apparently, we're getting implants. Apparently, it's Brendan or Brenda, but we're calling back to confirm for Steve. <laughs> Steve Wilson. <laughs> Hi, I'm not exactly sure. Um, have you been to the office recently? I apparently I, I just got a call to confirm an appointment, and I, so I was hoping it was for me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not showing. Let me make sure it's about right. What's your date of birth? Uh, 12-19-74. Okay. Let me switch computers real quick because um, I can't find it through here. Give me one second. Oh, yeah, she put us on hold again. You know, while we're doing this, everybody can get a really good look at Junior's back. Right? <laughs> the camera's Junior's <laughs> right <laughs> I like it. I like what you were doing there. Junior's got back. And Phil's got front. <laughs> right? <laughs> ah, this poor lady. We'll see when she comes back. This is a lady from Nevada? Yeah, this is yeah. Nevada. Prestige Dental. Just like Brian Wilson did. Line and bell. Hmm. I like, where do you come up with that date? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're on hold again. You're just confusing. You're going to take their whole system down. Their computers are going to crash. The janitor's going to fall on a floor he just mopped. I'm going to tell her that I made a mistake. It's prestige orthodontics that I go to. They're on West Horizon Ridge. You used to say it's on East Horizon Ridge. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, Steve? E yes. Yeah, I'm still not able to locate it. Did you have like a family member that was had a appointment or no? I, I don't believe so. You're on East Horizon, oh, correct? Okay. Oh, okay. It was for Brenda. <laughs> oh, Brenda. Oh, Brenda. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I don't okay. know if it was like the automatic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were confirming her appointment for 445 on Friday. <laughs> on Friday? Uh, that should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I'll make sure it's confirmed. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And you're, you're on East Horizon, correct? 
Uh, West Horizon. So oh, West Horizon. Stephanie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Thank uh, you very much. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye bye. Now when Brenda doesn't show up for her appointment. <laughs> well, I don't know how they've been. I mean, they've literally. That's probably the fifth or sixth appointment that they've called for. I don't know what Brenda's having done. <laughs> Holy shit! So Brenda's gonna miss her appointment. It's going to be awesome. Brenda, we talked to Steve. Who is Steve? <laughs> I don't know, but he was born December 19, 1974. <laughs> I was hoping I'd at least get a happy birthday out of her. Oh, you just recently had a birthday. I did. <laughs> it was a big one, too. It was 4-9. It was I'm last year in my 40s. <laughs> no, they'd be... Oh, yeah, that, that would, they would be 49 last yeah. year. This year they'd be fifty. Yes, yes. This is the oh boy! Well, that well, was entertaining. That was. That was great. Thank you to Prestige Dental. Uh, oh, for Lord. calling us. And I, I was all excited thinking it was going to be like a legit call from somebody wanting to talk to us. But I mean, apparently she wanted to talk to us. She didn't. She seemed to want to talk to us, but not really. I I don't know. She should have been. More excited about I, talking to us. I really wanted to get her to be like oh, Brenda Wilson. <laughs> that would have been great. Be like, I ain't married to that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we we have been talking lately. We're just cohabitating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't seen Brenda since she joined my brother. <laughs> I haven't seen Brenda since we got into a fight after she doinked my brother and tipped my dad's casket over at the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can have a lot of fun with that. You can just go. You can just go with it. That's what we need to start doing is just calling and leaving our number at random places for them to call us back. Now, would you want to start now? What's a random place? You want me to just... Sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. I got one here. No, I don't have it. Hold on. You'll get there. You'll yeah. get there. Day. Frittata, frittata. I love you, frittata. I'll, in the meantime, I'll look something up here. Okay. Yeah, just so it's not dead air. I like dead air. What's that hum? I don't know. I don't know what that hum is. <sighs> oh, that's why I'm getting the this crap. Why? Why are you getting this crap? Because I wasn't signed in as me, so it was playing a commercial. What does do this? Just some. Relaxing jazz music. It's nice. It's nice. Royalty free, soothing jazz instrumental music. All right, here's. I got one for you to call. You ready? I am. And leave our. Okay, it's 616 228 7367. 
Anybody in particular I should ask for? Uh, ask for Art. Vanderlei Industries. Please press one. For Spanish, please press two. What am I? Which? M1. Okay. Oh, it just cut us off. Oh, well, try again, but do two this time. Say, que pasa? And who did I say I was? Or asking for? You're asking for Art. Art Vandalay. For English, please press one. For Spanish, please press two. No, it immediately goes. All right, let's try another one. Either option. You want to try Vandalay Enterprises? Sure. This one's 905-510-8845. This is Vandalay Enterprises. We're just going with some Seinfeld references tonight. been forwarded to voicemail. The person you're trying to reach is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up. Hello, uh, my name is Rodrigo. I'm calling our Wanderlei Industries. I need to talk to a Steve or a Robert. If you can give us a call back, our number here is 810-294-0455. Thank you very much. All right, I got Don't the next notice one. I threw the Wanderlei in there. Yes, and Wanderlei. Here's the next one for you. I want to give you this straight up. I want you to ask these people why they can't build airplanes worth a bent dick. <laughs> I'm going to have you call the headquarters for the Boeing Corporation. You ready? Yeah, I am. I, I need, you I need have your to go to Boeing supplier. Supplier? Can you transfer me over there? Yes, you have to go. No, you have to uh, go to that website or email them at boeingsuppliers.com. I I don't have email. Um, we're, we're we're a small company. We don't have it yet. But uh, we've been making uh, we've been making like submarine hinges on doors and stuff, and thought that uh, we might be able to source some things for you guys. You can go to that website whenever you get a chance or email address whenever you get somewhere to do that. But that's the only way that you connect with that information. Uh, so, like, you think a Starbucks is, like, my best bet? You can try Starbucks. Because I think there's one pretty close to us. They're, they seem to be all over the place. Okay, that, yes, sir. What, what, 
I mean, I'm sure they're going to make me get a coffee there. What do you do? You suggest anything? <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> do you suggest anything? <laughs> that was classic. You know, I don't know if that moots you to him or not. <laughs> right. I don't know if it does or not, but that, that was funny. He wasn't getting it. No. Can we just, I want you to do like the, if somebody suggests you go to a website, be like, I, I don't have the internet. <laughs> well, that's why I'm like, well, I got to go to a Starbucks or something. What do you think? <laughs> what, do you, what do you suggest? <laughs> I mean, Starbucks is good, right? Uh, I kind of like the jazz in the back. I, I don't mind it. It's very calming. Do you want to call another Boeing facility? Sure. Why not? You want to call one in Seattle? Sure. Right. <clears throat> oh, let's call the one in Ridley Park. It's closed right now. That's where I, I used to work there, too. So, are you ready for the phone number? I am. 610-591-2121. Thank you for calling the Boeing Company. Calls are monitored or recorded for service quality improvement. Please press zero to speak to an operator. Well, they're probably still open out there. Boeing Company, this is Zach. Hey, Zach. I wondered if, uh, can you get me over to uh, sourcing? Like material sourcing? To where? Uh, sourcing, material sourcing. Unfortunately, it doesn't look by department or job title. Do you have the name of the person that you're looking for there? I, be I believe it's Tom. Tom, okay, uh, let, let me, I'm looking it up here. It's uh, Tom Switzer. How's it being spelled? Uh, S-W-I-T-Z-E-R. And the purpose of the call? Uh, material sourcing. He had called about uh, possibly getting... Uh, some materials from our company. Yep, you just reach out to them through email for that. Uh, he did not leave an email address. This was the number that I had for him. He did not leave an email address. Yep, if you don't have an email address, we'll just have to go to LinkedIn to try and find one. Okay. And that LinkedIn link... Have a good day. Jeez. Boy, that guy's a dick. Yeah. Should we leave a voicemail for my buddy Jason that works there? Probably. We can call back and I can have it connected to Jason. I'll talk this time, though. Just call that same number back? Yeah. You know, I'm going to call from a different number. Yeah, please. Highly suggested. I'll need, I'll need it again from you. Oh, sorry. It is... Uh, 610. Yep, hold on. It is 610-591-2121. Thank you for calling the Boeing Company. Calls are monitored or recorded for service quality improvement. Please.
Well, that's rude. They just hung up. We'll we'll try back again. All right. Thank you for calling the Boeing Company. Call. The Boeing Company, this is Stephanie. How can I help you? Hi, Stephanie. Um, I'm working with an engineer there in Fasteners, uh, Jason Otis. Could you uh, put me through to his voicemail? I lost his direct phone number. I just need to leave him a message about some sample fasteners I have for him. All right. One moment, please. Thank you. After the tone, please record your message. When you finish recording, hang up or press the pound key for more options. What's up, buddy? Happy Tuesday. Calling you from the podcast. Just leaving a message. We had to go through several layers to get through to you, man. It's like peeling back an onion. I don't have your direct number anymore. But uh, uh, under the guise of business, I have those wink, wink fasteners you requested. Those uh, those uh, those samples, you know, that will actually keep doors on aircraft. So. That's the best I can do. Happy Tuesday, buddy. We'll talk to you later. It was it, it even seemed strange to get through to him and you had his name and everything. I know, right? They're very covert. That's the military side, though. They're like that. Oh, I was going to say, is that like DOD stuff over it there? It is. <laughs> and there's no doubt they'll listen to that message. What did shock me is how long we kept the first guy on for when I'm talking about submarines and a small company. <laughs> we make screen doors for submarines. <laughs> that should be the next group of calls we make screen doors for submarines we make peepholes for submarines <laughs> we make glory holes for submarines <laughs> not to the outside they're internal glory holes yes, internal only oh lord <laughs> you don't want your swizzle stick hanging on the outside of a submarine no it'll crush it <laughs> ouch suck you through the hole oh wait that's outer space there we go well, I, wonder, I wonder if Jason is going to get that message. I didn't say any names, so. That is true. I purposely left it vague as far as he'll know who it is by my voice, but yeah. Yeah. If he gets it. Do you think she actually pieced me through? Did she, do you think they just have a parking lot they send wackos that call? Probably. I was just going to say, we're, we're in like some just random voicemail with all the guys trying to sell sham wows and it's some frittata in the basement listens to it <laughs> my tapler didn't need a callback number <laughs> all right should we get out of this one i think so probably we probably should have gotten into it <laughs> why did we even start this you know i don't know i ask I myself know. that every single day all right take us out Tune in next time as we talk about God knows what or why or how. Thanks again, the Lions, for a great season. And uh, for disappointing us at the end, we would not have wanted it any other way, I feel like. No. If we ever end a Lions season happy, 
with the outcome of the last game, then uh, it's probably time for us to pack it in and probably uh, be done with life, I feel like. Well, I knew as a Wolverines fan, it was too much to ask for the Lions to also make it to the end Wouldn't of the that have been something? That would have been a, a pretty damn good year. Well, he's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. As always, thanks for listening. Get on the social media sites and please share, like, follow our pages. It doesn't cost anything, but it helps us out a ton. Just share. Share our stuff. Tell people to follow. You just got to click follow. You don't even have to do anything else. You don't even have to interact. We just need those numbers. That's how the algorithm works, man. Yes, for sure. Get on there. Please. We're posting funny stuff. And we're begging. We're trying to increase our social media of, of footprint. We need followers, man. It's on. It's a numbers game. It's I a did numbers see game. several people that we know that yeah. have been invited but do not follow our page. Shame on you. I know there's only about a quarter of my so-called Facebook friends that follow this. Yeah, mine too. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's suspect, man. All right. Anyway, have a great day from all of us here at the podcast. Yes. As always, make good choices.